Hey everybody, this is Jason K. And this is Jason M. And this is Context Free. How you doing? I'm uh, doing pretty well. Pretty I'm, good. This is maybe the most prepared we've ever been. Well, I have no cards. You have no cards? I have, no I have cards. a list. You have a list. I have a list. This is a to-do list. This is going to be our first list show. Uh, yeah, it's the it's list. the first time we ever did a list. Everybody does lists. Yeah. Some people make... Top five. Yeah, top five, top, top ten. ten, whatever. Top, Today, top four. Top four is a show. Yep. Today, <laughs> we are going to do our top games that inspire wonder or awe. Like, just wow, make you smile. Yeah. There's one way to think about it. Yeah. Or just kind of... Or maybe not so happy Maybe, Maybe, but just that, that feeling of, of, you know, wow, this is clever, or this is different, or something. And I was thinking about, you know, there's probably not going to be too many things that we talk about today that we've never talked about before, because I think part of why we do this show is because we like to talk about the games that already make us smile or, mm-hmm. you know, just we think are clever or are, are different. I mean, things, that's kind of things, what we like to talk about. Yeah. So things that don't affect you aren't very interesting. Yeah. And we're not running a review show that's like, oh, here's our list of 20 things we have to get through. And, <laughs> you know. So I did, I did play the, uh, back in the day, there was an X-Men Wolverine game, mm-hmm. which is the mo- one of the most bland games I've ever played in my entire life. Okay. No awe. None. Yeah. I've never talked about it before because it's, it's really forgettable. Yeah. I, yeah. I had a lot of fun thinking about this. I've been on vacation for the last week and a half. Yeah. Got back. Yeah. We're in upstate New York, Vermont. <laughs> what do you know about Vermont? I know. I have learned that is where UVM is. <clears throat> That's the University of Vermont. Yeah. Is the, the name of the University of Vermont. That's right. Because we capitalize slabbles. Yeah. And then I learned that. Today. What else do you know about Vermont? Uh, you said Bernie Sanders uh, was from... Vermont. Er, Vermont. So and, and was... The what, mayor of Burlington. Mayor of Burlington, where there is apparently not a coat factory. I don't know if there is or not. You did not see a coat but factory. But I did not see a coat factory. Okay. But we were near Ben and Jerry's factory. Yeah. The and- Vermont Teddy Bear Factory. <laughs> My daughter got a teddy bear. The Vermont, did she? Of course. Well, that's cool. Does it a special... Does it have like a Vermont symbol tattooed on it or something? Like a um, Vermont... It has a lifetime warranty. Okay. That's a good. very nice teddy did bear. Did it come with ice cream? It came with two lollipops. That's not as good as ice cream. <laughs> you had your choice for the bear to munch on on the way home. Oh, bear lollipops. Uh, no, just Tootsie Pops. Just Tootsie Pops. Yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of maple syrup. Mm. Um, I don't know. We went to a minor league baseball game, hung out at the beach with lots of college students. I don't get to observe college students very often. <laughs> so it was very interesting. I think observing college students is probably a little creepy. Just show Excuse me. Well, no. I'm here to observe the college students. <laughs> Um, I don't know what else. I don't know. <laughs> what other, are you kids doing these days? <laughs> I don't know what other verb to use. We didn't party with them. Right. But you're at the beach. You're, you're not around them very often. You're at the beach and you see all their different social antics, antics and yeah. such, you know, yeah. and, and it's, it's so it's different and it's, it's really entertaining. Those zany kids. They're pretty zany. <laughs> it was, it was actually really hot while you were there. It was like in mid eighties. Oh, okay. Lake Champlain. So yeah, it was yeah. great beach days. Kind of muggy, little very muggy. Yeah, flies. Oh, the East Coast. Mm, mm, bugs. Yeah. Bugs. Uh, yeah, look at this. Oh, oh, that's a bug bite. Whoa! You yeah, got like a tried like a. I got like a black fly swarm on my hand. Wow! I got yeah all over the place. These I'm were, apparently delicious. Bugs love to bite me. You do not want I, to go to the Adirondacks. Let me tell never you, never going there. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like yeah the. The black flies just bite like really bad. We did a lot of hikes, and you just have to wear full cover. I mean, 
You can't. I would not hike in shorts deep, or t shirt. Cover up in deep. I'm not even clear if deep uh, deep may attract these things. I don't know. I didn't <laughs> wear any deep. I'm not sure. There are mutant flies that love deep. They're just. Mm. And we were. I was talking to somebody at the minor league game. It's the Vermont Lake Monsters. That's uh, the that's the team. That's the team. Yes, they're the <laughs> single A affiliate of the Oakland A's. Oh, okay. Um, it was a lot of fun. Might have you ever been to a minor league game? Uh no. Minor league baseball is awesome because they have the most ridiculous entertainment options in between innings, right? I mean, they, they know that, you know, they need to they get just families entertained. Throw corn cobs into the yeah, just, crowd and, you know, just absolutely, you know, the people dressed up as condiments racing around the diamond. They had this guy in a little remote control van driving around, handing the water to the umpires, just all these hilarious, okay. odd things, but more, more antics, lots of antics. But I was talking to someone, they're like, <laughs> Oh, if you were here a month ago, the, the flies were even, they were, they're always worse, right? Whenever you're not there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you should have seen it you when should. the flies were here. <laughs> right. They were crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, we had a great time. You're gone. Uh, no video games. No video games. I didn't. Zero. No, we brought a few travel games. Stacey, right. Yeah, Stacey and I played, we played this game, Matainai. Do you remember when you and I played Innovation about a year ago? Mm. Remember the weird, like, sort of Civ building game? Mm-hmm. Okay. So same designer. Okay. Same weird sort of... You know, I don't know how much you remember. You probably don't remember a whole lot about that. Matainai. This game's called Matainai. It's got a hmm. a Zen Buddhist temple theme, like you're a monk crafting like kites and incense things and okay. whatever. It's and every card is unique. You know, oh, I made a shuriken or I made a a, <laughs> a, a bowl or a jar. It's very monkish to make shuriken. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. But we've really gotten into this game. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. I like uh, Carl Chudik, the designer. It's um, been looking for like that two-player game that we could kind of i don't know it doesn't take a long time but we could really dig into and i played it a bunch so that was that was quite a bit of fun and you can keep digging into it because it's dynamic it's got a lot going on yeah well every card in it's unique so there's 54 Uh, cards and so in every card has i don't know if you like i said i don't remember how much you remember about innovation but the the hallmark of his games i i think are um, these really broken combos, like everything that you, every power that you get is like, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. Like, you know, how you can do that. And then you realize, oh, but I can do this crazy thing. <laughs> so the powers aren't subtle. They're, they're really powerful. And so kind of how you put those together and kind of build your engine. I mean, our, our games take maybe 15, 25 minutes. They're pretty quick. Um, but there's, there's kind of a lot going on. It's a lot of fun. So we played a bunch, a bunch of that. Um, Played a little bit of King Domino, just you know, kind of light travel family stuff that we could that we could bring that I could fit in my backpack for the most part. Um, we had a cabin for like five nights, so okay. just kind of play a little bit in the evening or in the morning before coffee or whatever or during coffee. So yeah, it was good. A um, lot of a lot of wonder and awe. How should we how should we go through this list? I think, think I think we need to go through our. Uh... Our, our pile of honorable mentions. Because we're not veterans of doing list shows. Yeah, so we, we don't, don't have a format. No. No. There's no format. But but so many honorable mentions. I mean, like, I have a, a deck of cards, so. Should um, we just take turns? Yeah. We, well, that, that only works if we have the equivalent number of, of things. But why don't, why don't you start with one, and I'll, okay. go, through, I'll go through a couple. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start with something that is not a game. <laughs> but you've already so I've broken I the think, rules. I think we need a format now because <laughs> I am going to nominate the miniseries Chernobyl. Oh yeah, because oh yeah, 
watching that definitely inspired awe. When I was saying earlier, something that is was not Happy Wonder. No. But that show, <laughs> it was on HBO. It's a five-episode miniseries about you know the Chernobyl event in 1986. Just is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. The, the storytelling, the music, the mood, everything about that show just flattened me. Quite yeah, honestly. and the podcast that you recommended was pretty good. It was too. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was quite quite good. I think um, it's the guy from Wait Wait Don't Tell yeah. Me, Peter Segal, actually hosts it. He wrote well. He wrote a book too, which we won't talk about. But yeah, he's an interesting cat, Peter Segal. I don't know much about him. Yeah, he's an interesting cat. Okay, he's just, cool. He's got. He's an interesting cat. Yeah. So that was a. Uh, was that that was an NPR podcast? I think. Right. Uh, I don't know. I'm assuming. I mean, maybe, or, or HBO hired him. Or HBO hired him. Maybe I feel to... like HBO hired okay. him, right? Because it was the, the, the creator of the show, mm-hmm. right? And him for the most, uh, most of the time. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. So one of the things just that I thought was really, really well done was just the, the way that they handled time, right? A lot of times you could see something with five episodes and it'd be like, oh, okay, here it's day one, day two, day three, et cetera. But the way that time telescopes in, in that miniseries was was really cool. So I just wanted to start off with that. I'm going to do one other one that's not a game so I can get my non-game things out of the way <laughs> and then we can get into the games. The other one is I just finished this book by Richard Powers called The Overstory. Mm. Have you ever heard of Richard Powers? Mm. I don't know if you'd like him or not. Um, but I've read two, I think two other, two or three other books by him. He's one of these authors where he's just like way too smart for me. Like, <laughs> like it's just like some of the quotes and the lines, I mean, he's just an unbelievable writer. Like his references are too obtuse or his, his, he's just, he's got such an intellect. He's such an intellect of you. You feel like you need the background, like you need the background to understand the ideas that he wants to convey. And, you know, and he's not providing that all the time. Like he wrote a book about AI. This book is about trees and this book is about how humans need trees and the way the structure of the story, everything about it just um not the the story blew me away, but it made me look now I like look at trees <laughs> differently like I, I, it's hard to explain it's it's a very dark affecting book, and so uh, it just um really awesome it, but i it was kind of fell short of like that five star like 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 I loved it, loved it type of book because. I feel like I need to have a discussion with someone because I feel like there's certain parts I just don't get. Like I don't, I don't, I don't fully appreciate it knowingly. Yeah, if, I, I, if I feel you know like that's I mean. true of every nonfiction book. This is not. Everyone. This is a fiction book. This is oh, a novel. This is a novel about why we need trees. Yes. <laughs> yes, this is a novel. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, but I still don't feel like I, like I feel like I would need to read it again. It's like 500 pages. And, hmm. So, very good. So, those are my two non-game choices. So, you can get going with the game. All right. Well, I have a cluster of games, two of which that I have not played. So, Shadow of the Colossus and, and IC, was it ICO? Are Ico. you familiar with this I always game? call that ICO. Ico. Shadow of the Colossus, I've played a little bit of. Okay. Yeah. I have not played either of these That's games. That's a good choice. But, but I think the impression that I have of the reviews and people's description of this game is that kind of the the thing about the game right they use the word colossus and like that is an awe-inspiring so set the table with with what i, Shadow I don't Fox. i don't think oh, i can like you're the one that's playing oh, so it's, game, a, but... it's a place is a ps3 game and then they redid it on ps4 Correct. yeah um i i'm not gonna be able to speak too knowingly about it but 
effectively it's just a series of gigantic boss fights right where you you know take on you know and, and it's like learning how to defeat such and such boss and there's not a lot of stuff in between it's just okay now we're gonna ha- it's a set piece it's a game mm-hmm. of gigantic set pieces that are meant to blow you away uh, with with awe and right. you know you climb on top of this thing <laughs> and stab him in the head and stab him in the eye or whatever you do so i think it's, that's a great choice i had not thought of that yeah it, it it came to mind but like my exposure to it is is one of those like this is homework that I need to do, this is game homework that I have that I should play this game someday because everyone talks about it. From, That's how I felt. That's you know, why I, I got it and tried it out. I, it, it it I don't know. It didn't totally homework is the worst. Isn't didn't it? totally grab me just because I don't know that I'm a I'm the sort that I don't really enjoy boss fights in games. Right. So that so the other thing that's similar to this. Similar to a game I haven't played, but I think you bought Journey at one point. Do you remember Journey? No, I did not. Um, Journey was, I think, also a PS3 game that I think they released on the PS4, and it's it's kind of more of an experience. Like there are game aspects to it, mm-hmm. but you're kind of this little abstract person going on a journey through, you know, uh, frequently like sand environments and and that sort of thing. It's it's very it's very hard to describe, um, but you know, there's no, you're not having bunches of conversations with people. You're not shooting mm-hmm. people. You're you're kind of traveling and, and, and interacting with the environment and interacting with things. So journey is, is <laughs> wondrous in that, in that there's a lot of kind of vistas and, and, but you uh, haven't played this either. I have, oh, you have. I have. It's why been, did the, it's why is this not on your list then? Um, why is it not on my list? Because, I mean, it is on your list. Because it's abstract. And it's and 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 therefore not very affecting for me, right? Okay. Like there's a narrative, but the narrative is so this kind inspires of awe in other people, but not you. I mean, it does a little bit. Okay, it's not my top five. I'm, I'm the things that that. So if you're going to, you've got to bind it with narrative to me to have it be meaningful. Like a sure. So if you show me a picture of the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Maybe it should inspire you all, inspire all in someone that had been to the Grand Canyon, which I haven't been to the Grand Canyon, or like this was your vacation and like, but it's, 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 it's a little disconnected in a way. Um, and it's kind of more performance already than kind of narrative gameplay. So, but it's good. Mm-hmm. It's just not, it's not my number one or anything. And the other, the other choices were because you had not played them. Yeah. Yeah. But they they all have kind of a, my impression of these games that I have not played and journey is that they have kind of a similar aesthetic. Um, in 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 appearance and in um just a, some some quality that these these three seem kind of related in a way so got it i just wanted to read um one line okay from uh from the overstory so here's a quote from 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 this and this this reminds me of what you just said and this is quote the best arguments in the world won't change a person's mind the only thing that can do that is a good story i was saying it and I think that's a yeah. That, that's a it's this it's this great quote from a book that is doing exactly that <laughs> right. He's like, rather than write a textbook, I'm going to write this story yeah. to convey my ideas. Well, so. I, I I mean to to tangent a little bit, like that's like a deep part of my I don't know I don't want to say ideology, but just my my understanding of how people work, right? Like yeah. you can tell people facts all day, and they will find a way to either disbelieve your facts or whatever. And, right. and I think 
a lot of our politics is people are like, this is a fact and, and, sure. and, and people on whatever side rationalize that away or, or whatever. Um, but where they're affected are these, these, these visceral kind of stories of, 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 uh, of, of, of my people. story or the person I met story or, or right. my family, my mother's story, whatever. Right? Or even, yeah. even the really simple visuals of, you know, there've been a lot of really depressing photos that have been on the news. Right. Yeah. And, and, um, I think those are really affecting to people because they're an instant story. Correct. You can, you can yeah. tell, you can tell what happened there. Right. Uh, whereas showing them a fact of how many people have died in, you know, name a disaster or something. Oh, it, like roll, it, it rolls it, off the head of your brain. I yeah. Mean, you're just, and you can't. We're, 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 you know, apes built to live in tribes of less than a hundred people. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we, we just don't process that. So, yeah. um, but yeah, that's my bias. What's, what do you have next? On to the list. All right. So before we start, let's just talk real briefly about how we approach this. So, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. I, I gotta stop I'm going to stop you. Okay. Is that your whole honorable mentions? Oh, I had one other honorable mention. Okay. Keep oh, going. Oh, we're not I, on the I, list. I, I still have more. Oh, you honorable, have a whole. You I have, have a, honorable mentions out the schnoz. You have a fistful of dollars over there. Okay. Uh, two other honorable mentions. One, we've talked about this on the podcast like a year ago. This is, this is not for the entire game, although the entire game is great. This is for a moment in a game. Mm. And this is for that moment in the 1995 release of Tomb Raider when that T-Rex. <laughs> I knew. I knew this was going to come up. Looks down at you. And so I had to bring that up. So we've talked about that before. I just think that that was a magical moment in, in video game history. So I had to, I had to bring that up. So, um, there's a game that was, I don't know. I don't remember. Did you know I was going to bring that up? I, I, I ran, I ran across it today and I was like, Oh, this is coming. You ran across that where? Uh, just reading our old, our old, uh, link list. Oh our, really? Yeah, okay. yeah. And for Funny. old, I ran through the old episodes. I'm like, what have I forgotten? Ah, and I saw that and I was like, it. oh, this is uh, on Jason's list. Awesome. Um, so there was a game called Heavenly Sword. Never heard of it. Uh, which was, I think, a launch game or, or something like that. that sounds with the kind of PS, familiar, but I don't know anything about the it. The PS3. I think I've mentioned it before. Okay. And the, one of the things I, I always remember about it was it was it was really kind of showing off this processing hardware by, um, you know, the the main character's face. She's like looking out of the, the TV. And this is when I first got like a 1080 TV. Um, and, you know, she is kind of micro expressions going across her face and it's real time rendered and it just blew me away, but that's not why the end of this game. So that the idea of the game is, you know, you have this super sword that has a lot of different kind of magical functions and it kind of transforms into different kinds of weapons. And it's very, uh, kind of combo y dancing around, uh, mm-hmm, sure. chain sort of thing. Bayonetta type thing. Yeah, I haven't played Bayonetta, but 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 different aesthetic, but very sure. very very different aesthetic. Like it's when you not, say we say jumping around chain combat, sure, right, but not like <laughs> not like you know a bunch of stuff pops up on the screen the whole time, like seven hundred, eight hundred oh, samurai yeah. warrior style. Like, yeah, 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 this yeah. is more of a like Zen warrior okay. version of that okay. sort of thing. Um, the very end of the game <laughs> is just that for like. 40 minutes like you you have to like keep up this combat sequence for like an extraordinarily kind of long sequence of of, um and the two things kind of combined like it's a i thought at the time it was a really good looking game and just that the 
they're still coming and you're, you're kind of maintaining this uh, kind of high level. So it's a bit for the moment, that ending of that, that, that okay. ending, the rest of the game, eh, but, but like that moment in the ending was just, and it's, it's, you know, it's Sorry. got fancy music and that's heavenly sort of sword. Yeah, yeah. Flip another one. All right. Sorry. I have a, I have a list. You said earlier today you had three and now all of a sudden know, you have I like worked 40. on things. I worked on things, man. Huh. Um, so just for, so there's a there's a sense of awe where we get like these people killed themselves to make an amazing game and spent an, a phenomenal amount this. of time and energy. Red Redemption, Red RDR RDR two, yeah, Red, yeah. and and Red Wild Hunt. Like those two, there's so much just texture to the game, mm-hmm. so much to the writing, and RDR two is like it gets stupid, but but like those two games. I'm just in awe of yeah. the process. Uh, if I had um, to choose a game that I'm in awe of that I've never played, it would be RDR2. Because it, it actually has so much texture that I don't want to play it. Like, you, just the pace. It just does not appeal to me. I stopped. I mean, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't keep I don't going. Think, I don't think I want to do that. Um, so I, I do have a board game. That's not on my top ten or top top five. Okay, um, but I'm also I'm just really impressed, and that's another thing that we talk about all the time. Uh, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. Interesting. Like that, I just that someone made that, like that that built all that that verbiage right to right. to wire that game together. Sure. In a logical sort of way, I'm just I'm blown away. Like, right. um. So, so that that game inspires wonder in the way that, like, um, the a, a painting that is so like big, it's not necessarily whether you appreciate the end result, but you appreciate the effort. It's a, it's about appreciate the well, not just is like that, is that what not you're just saying? like a big like I splash canvas. Like every section of this game took, or every section of no, the but the, painting, the attention right? to detail in this painting yeah, is amazing, painting. Right. and it's huge. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, yeah, that um, like the way you appreciate the the Isle of La Grande Jatte, the one with the pointless, right? It's right, like, right. I mean, I think that's beautiful. But even if you don't think that's beautiful, <laughs> how you could not appreciate what's being done there is, you know, you have to. So. Last on my on my on my list of things. Do we get to put that as the now we got to put that in? I can't even say it. Um, (laughs) No, we get to put that as the cover. (laughs) As the cover. Yeah. Um, So there are two there are two games that are I I didn't. I do have one more. Oh, you you have another one? Go for it. Yeah. What's well? So I I will say that on my top five, because I did it more by category. Some of mine I'm going to mention two or three. Okay. So they're not really honorable mentions. Sure. But, but the other one I wanted to mention that I did not put in my top five is just it's Dungeons and Dragons. And it's just because of the experiences that you can have just playing, you know, theater of the mind, even if you don't play with little minis just, or anything. Just sitting around a of, table with of, some pizza and some books. Exactly. Of just group storytelling <laughs> and and playing different characters off one another. And I've had a lot of fun with the group I've been playing with um, lately, just because I, you know, created a new character because I wasn't having a lot of fun with the other character. And so the fact of like, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to step into this skin, right. And, and be this different thing. That's a wonderful, that, that like defines play for me. Mm. And, and I think that that is um, a, a really magical thing about Dungeons and Dragons that, um, that, it's like if it's like if you can dream it, you know, you it it's there. 
And I think that's a, that's a lot of fun. And this is true for probably most role-playing games because I didn't put any specific role-playing games. So I think it's kind of almost, that's why I put his honorable mention. It's kind of just the genre of, like you said, sitting around and, and, and group storytelling and, and being able to step into another skin, especially if you really get into it, is a lot of fun. And so that, it's pretty wonderful to me. I think, it's, I think it's a great thing that that exists in the world. And it's great that it's, you know, um, fairly mainstream. I think it's really cool. So one of the things that I think, I, th- I think the way that people really learn things, right, is by playing around with things. Um, and one of the things that adults do not do is do unstructured play, mm-hmm. right? It's not a, it's not a thing that you do as an adult. Um, but that's really like, there's a little bit of structure, but that's really what role-playing games are to a certain extent. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're not like the mini person or something, right. You're not really in, into that level, but you're really doing that theater of the mind sitting back. It's unstructured play in a way that, uh, adult Americans at least mm-hmm. generally do not do. Right. And I think that's one of the things that's one of the things where it's uh that makes it that brings back the 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 wonder level to um to role playing games is just the fact that we don't do that. We don't have that experience of 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 really playing around uh, in the way that you like that's what I don't know. Man, I don't know what you did when as a kid, but but um the things that that um I think I enjoyed were just you know, being, being a five-year-old or something was like, woo, like, mm-hmm. you know, you're really playing around and we don't, we just, we don't culturally do that. And so I think that's a, an outlet to that kind of piece of wonder that we lose as adults, but I don't know, maybe that's me. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I think it's, as you know, I, I really enjoy doing that and I really enjoy doing it when the group is all in on it. You know, I've had, I've had a couple experiences recently in the last few months where I was, DMing for a few sessions and um, I felt like one of the players was, um, was rejecting my story. Yeah. They, and, they're like, I don't want to play with you. No, it wasn't that, like that, but it was, it was more like they did not, they were not buying into the story I was telling. Right. And they said later that that was more their character making that statement. But even so it, it, it all sort of, it, it broke down what you need to have for that to succeed. And it's like, even if that's not working, I feel like it's the type of thing where if, if I'm, you know, building blocks and I say, this is a palace and you say, no, it's not right. It's better for you to be like, Oh, here's this other tower over here. This is a, this is a cooler palace. Right. Like that's way more constructive. Well, right? it's a, it's a yes. And situation. It's a yes. And situation. Right? Like, yeah, and, it's, and it's, when, the, it's how you improv. Exactly. Yeah, and, and so <laughs> it's pretty much literally improv to a certain extent. Right. Yeah. Like, and if you're not, if you're not yes ending, you're shutting it down. You're shutting it down. Yeah. And it and it it really ruins the whole the whole buzz of the whole game. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So just, my last I, I actually have more, but I won't go through them. <laughs> but my last uh two games that are that are kind of similar and uh I did no research for this as, uh, other than looking at some of our old our old links. Um so the, these they're probably made I can't remember if they're made who made these games, but uh, I think you played some of what remains of Edith Finch. I did not. I played some not? of the one where you come up on the steps. Gone home. Gone home. Yeah. I so did the, not play Edith Finch. The two, the, the two games where you're kind of experiencing wonder in a kind of what is, what, what, what is happening? 
um, exploratory sense mm-hmm. um, that, that 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 really have no or don't have a lot of like people and characters that you're really interacting with, like a Firewatch, right? Really. Yeah, same um, type of thing. Well, yeah, Firewatch, Firewatch fits. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Firewatch yeah. fits. I think there's a sense of wonder of all three of those those yeah. games where you're. You're kind of what's what's going on, right? You know? Like, right? Um, and you, you're is you're everything kind of, as it seems, or or well, yeah. And you're you're literally in that kind of a door opening state of like what's behind the next door. Yep. Um, yep. and and it's not where oh, it's another five zombie Nazis that are I have to shoot, right? Like, <laughs> right? They're you know oh what you know what am I going to learn from kind of this next step and and those three games i think really capture that and I, I love that there's so many games being created today that you know don't have to promise you know x hours of gameplay or whatever they can just say here's this experience in this package mm-hmm. and kind of enjoy this art enjoy this sort of walkthrough of of what i created and it's basically getting to walk through somebody's you know piece of art and i think that's uh pretty cool i just want to say speaking of firewatch and my vacation a lot of Firewatch towers in the Adirondacks. We hiked up to I saw, a, hiked I up, saw some pictures. Hiked up to a couple of those. I saw some and pictures. So, of course, every time I saw one of those, so these towers are nothing like. So the one in Firewatch, right, is his is his living quarters. Right, right. He like lives up there. We did go to one on, a little more Spartan. Well, no, you wouldn't. Li- these were built in the twenties. All these ones in the Adirondacks, <laughs> right. you wouldn't live up there. They're all just pure metal. Um, but we did see a ranger. She was sitting up there, and her house was just, you know, maybe, I don't know, 50 yards from the tower. And they don't even actually use them. They're, they really only maintain them now for hikers. They're not. They use airplanes. For hikers to go up into and, and look take, around. And take pictures, yeah. Oh, okay. They actually watch for the fires with aircraft nowadays. So, so I have a category anyway. of games that I'm not including in this formally. I can't wait to see when we get to the top but, five here. <laughs> no, you're going to be super not surprised. Um, you're not going to be surprised at my idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there are a bunch of games that inspire kind of the doom dread sense. Okay. Um, of, and awe, it's not quite awe um, because there is kind of the negative awe, which we kind yeah. of talked about earlier. But there's this kind of tre- creeping dread that you get uh-huh. that I enjoy and you do not enjoy. <laughs> or I just don't um, have enough experience to say that I enjoy. Let's put it that way. Okay. You have you 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 currently do not enjoy, um, and and like, like I don't like haunted houses, so I basically project that into what I would want in a video game experience. Yeah, yeah. So do you like haunted houses? Not really. Oh, interesting. I would have thought you would have really liked them. Mm, okay. No. Okay. I mean, I, I I so the wife really doesn't like them, and so I don't go. Okay. Um, I worked at one at one point. Did you really? As a kid. Well, like, just you were like volunteer. a person scaring people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, got, I got a literal deer heart um, <laughs> and was pulling it out of someone's chest. And they, this, I'll never forget this girl. This little girl's like, that's a ham hock. And I'm like, that's, this is a, it's a literal heart. Was it's this like, in Missouri? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I did, I did that a couple times, volunteer for charity of some sort. I don't even remember what. Okay. Um, but so. I'll just burn through them. These are the games, some of the games that I love. The first Resident Evil game, uh, the first Silent Hill game mm-hmm. really gets that that sense of dread. Yep. Uh, Alien Isolation, my one of my favorite games ever. Uh, and I think you get a little bit from Arkham, but I think it's more like despair about how you're going to lose the game. Oh, the board game. <laughs> yeah, the board game. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah. All right. So on to our top 
actual top five. Do I actually have five? Ooh, I actually have I five. I have five categories, like I said. And, oh. and a couple of these just have one and a couple have multiple. So the way that I approached this list was it would I felt like it would have been really easy for me to just pick five epic games and be like, wow, these are epic and so huge and and you know go that way. Jason's but I, Jason's slagging my list right now. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just I'm just saying I was trying to think of different ways the games make me smile aside from that. Cause that certainly does. And I easily could have listed five in, in that way. Um, number five, number five. Um, do you want to start? No, go for it. Okay. So I'm going to start, um, with, and this is, these are not in any order. So this is not like one is more wonderful than five or anything. There's five different ones. So I'm going to start with a couple games that, inspire wonder because they evoke my curiosity. So in the way you were talking about before, like mm. what's behind that door. Mm -hmm. And these are both board games um, that I've, we've talked about quite a lot. One of them is pandemic legacy, right. Of like, what is next month going to bring, right. It's, it's just incredibly <laughs> curious of like, you know, what, what will happen and, and how will the game change? And the other one is seventh continent, which absolutely had to be on this list because it's like, I just got the expansion for it. And, and I feel like I will play this if I'm interested. I will play this game till the you know end of time because I'll be like until I've explored everything on this continent and solved all of the curses. There's just more stuff out there for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and so I um, I think both of those games just really make you want to to like be like what what's on the card like like I get excited to open the box or see what's on the card and read the thing and and I I actually like more so in seventh continent than in pandemic legacy, but I actually read the flavor text, which I never do in games. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is just really cool. And it adds all that to it. So those are my two picks for in the like evoke curiosity of like what's next uh, choices. So I have, I have a question for you. Have you confused joy for all? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, my list is actual games or, 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 instances in games okay so let me uh, i will let me oh okay. the all part the all part of both those is you were talking before about um what game with all the inter uh, sherlock holmes with all the interlocking stuff mm -hmm. the fact that seventh continent has all these interlocking parts there's an if you pulled out all the cards i'm pretty sure you could have this giant map of the continent on your floor <laughs> but then it builds into that system these random cards for exploration so the fact that all of that is cohesive that that is an incredible um, accomplishment, and then obviously pandemic legacy of of how you even balance something like that. I I so the no game idea. making plus the what's happening next. Yeah, kind just of all that goes together. Yeah. So one of the games um, is this your number five? This is my number five. Are these in order? They are. Okay. It's the top five. You got to go in order. Um. <laughs> No, you don't. <laughs> because we have no format and no 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 plan. So one of the games that that I think everyone that's played mostly love loves, and it's because of the the game mechanic just inspires wonder. Uh, is is the uh, the first Portal game that is on my list? Is it? Yes, uh, that was going to be uh, my next mention. <laughs> I I can't. I I just I want to go back and play this game over and over and over again, and 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 it's just irrational. Um, but it's just a, a joyous kind of problem-solving, wondrous experience, right? It like, is. So why is it on your list? Well, so it's on my list because I I don't think there was any more wonderful experience I ever had 
playing a game for the first time. I, I just, I, you know, you start off and it's like, okay, I'm this test subject and I point this thing, da da da, I go through. Mm. And the way that the game references itself, <laughs> as well as providing you these really interesting puzzles at the same time, and it does it in a way that doesn't drag on and on and on and on. It, it, it puts it all in the, in a consumable package. It's, you know, I'm sure we're both going to name some other games that are not digestible. Like, <laughs> like they, they do go on and on. And that portal was like, here's the beginning, here's the middle, here's the end. And it doesn't misstep at any point. It, and it's, and, it, and it, it is linear, but man, it is just, it is gotta be the you know just one of the best video games ever i mean it's one of those things where like you know when the aliens find all of our right. digital things i hope they find that and say man that was brilliant yeah no it's uh it's portal man it's portal all right so that now that was your number four so i got to do my number four right that was my number four that was my that was my category of um awe at how clever something could be yeah like i, I find that to be the most clever um um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, go on. Um, okay. So, so now my, on to your number, my number four, four. is yep. uncharted two. uh, just for just the, the look, the feel, the vistas and there, uh, there's some kind of moments in the game, uh, where you're doing kind of really big things. You're exploring these kind of really big environments, um, <clears throat> which in a lot of games is just, it ends up being really kind of nonsensical and cheese ball, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's games where like the giant monster is punching at you and then fists are raining down or something. Right. Um, and that mostly never really gives me that, that feeling, but there are a couple moments where you're, uh, like there's a, a moment in, in uncharted two where you're climbing on what's essentially a, uh, a, like a Tibetan ceremonial dagger, right? The okay. three, the three bladed kind of dagger, except it's, you know, a hundred feet high <laughs> and moving. And, um, and that, yeah, it's just one of my favorite cool kind of experiences, uh, like that. Excellent. My next choice I actually brought here and I, in it's this game Minara and, and I put this in the category. This is kind of my odd duck choice, but the reason I bring this up, so this game is a cooperative game. And it's a dexterity game, which I don't know if there is another cooperative dexterity game. But what I what you do in this game is you are building a temple out of these cardboard sort of very odd shaped mm. floors and these wooden like half inch dowels that are half inch diameter and maybe like, I don't know, an uh, inch and a half or some, something long. And those are your pillars and that's the structure. And it's it's like reverse Jenga you know, where you have to, you have to build uh, you. How did you describe it? It was like reverse Jenga. Reverse with, Jenga. I don't remember. You, you had some other description of it. <laughs> I'm sure it was um, very, very clever. Yes. Very clever. But th this is what it, I wanted to choose this just because when I, when I'd seen it, I'd traded for it recently and it just looked like mm -hmm. the sort of thing that nothing else does. And I love, as you know, I love games where it holds a unique spot and it's not, it's not like another thing. I like comparing things to other things. And when I can't do that, that's wonderful, right? If it's like, I don't know. I and mean, I even just did it. I said, it's like reverse Jenga. I, yeah. I can't help myself. Um, but I think that this is a lot of fun. It really makes me smile the way that my kids engaged with this. 
um, was just fantastic of like, oh, we should put the thing there, build the pillar there. And it it was just a great sense of play. And I, you know, I don't think it's, um, it's not the, the greatest game rudder, but I think it's a really fun um, experience to, to have. Um, I would also in this category, I would put something like the mind, which you've talked about, you know, games that are unlike other things and where you have a group experience where you really do feel you're, you have a togetherness and it's doing something with a cooperative play space that's completely different from, okay, now it's your turn and you move over here on the map and you go do this thing and put out the fire or cure the disease or, or whatever. And you're, you're interacting together and, and, and playing together in a, in a really fun structured way. So I, that's kind of my, my choice for kind of that, that style of, of wonder inspiring co-op play. So my next, my number three uh, is an easy one because it's No Man's Sky. Um, and one of the one of the one of the things that comes to mind is just the wonder it. It's it's simulated, right? But the universe is stupidly big mm-hmm. in a way that we can't contemplate, really. Right. And so when you, when you, when you encounter those kind of like dumb little web things where you're like, I, I'm looking at a molecule and I keep zooming out until I see the entire universe. Yeah. I mean, that's a kind of a piece of awe that we all hopefully experience at some point. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that they made this generation system where everything is just procedurally generated in a stupendous way. Yeah, it gives you kind of glimpses at that emotion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I, I that was one I knew for sure would would be on your <laughs> list. So I would have I would have put money on that. Um, I mean, anytime you're going to have, you know, effectively a, a game that's about a galaxy, right? Uh, it's it's going to evoke, you know, um, it's going to evoke wonder. In that vein, I guess this is kind of another honorable mention. I. Did not have not gotten to play it very much, and I hope to talk about this in the on a future show. This game, Outer Wilds, which I've only played a little bit of, that we left on vacation. It was on the Xbox, so obviously didn't you know play it. But I'm, I hope to. This is a really wild game. I haven't even listened to like the uh, split screen podcast where I think they, they did. You listen to the one where yeah, they talked yeah, about yeah. it? Yeah. Did they rave about it? Yeah, I I'm think sure so. they, yeah, did. They it's both been a while. Did both? I don't remember. Okay, I know Kirk liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, really wacky. It's like. The setting is your, um, almost like these kind of little prince, kind of little prince planets. Um, and you're, you're not like a highly technological, it's like, a you know, your rocket ship made out of, seems like, you know, wood and sticks and duct tape type of, right. What, I don't know. Is there a name for that type yeah, of technology? Probably whatever. Uh, child built punk or something. I don't know. know. Calvin and Hobbes punk. Yeah. Something like that. Um, you know, and it's got, it's got its own whole lore and everything to it. And it's nowhere near as vast and it's not, it's kind of the opposite of no man's sky in some way, right? Mm. It's not procedurally generated and it's, and it's all hand built. Yeah. It's all hand built, but, and it all kind of goes together and, and it's all unique. And so, um, that's outer wilds and that's, that, that, that's pretty neat. Is it my turn? Uh, I was just what, doing a little what number honorable. are you on? I was. I have two categories left. Okay, so do do your number two. All right, so number two. This is. These are all board games, and these are all board games that are awe inspiring to me 
from just their production quality, right? So what made me think of this, and I brought this over to show to you, was the, I just got from Kickstarter two weeks ago, the delivery of PAX Premier uh, 2.0, so the second edition of it. Um, this is by the same designer as Root, which is also falls into this category. And another game that would fit into this for me is the game Inish, which I'm not sure it has all this Celtic art. Hmm. It's just the really beautiful box cover and the cards and everything. And it, but when I opened this box, right? So when Stacey and I opened this box, we were just, you know, like floored by the, just the attention to detail, the, just all the little art design touches. Um, in, in everything. And it's got this cloth map, it's got metal coins. And I'm not really one that gets into, you know, I don't, a lot of times I don't get into all those fiddly things, all those things, but man, does it help? I gotta tell you, <laughs> especially I've played it now and it's, and it's a really, really great game. I don't, I, I cannot see anything else beating this out for like my favorite game of the year. I'm guessing like I, I played it with five players before I left and just had a absolute blast with it. Um, looking forward to playing it some more, just a lot of interactivity. It's, it's, it's a game about the great game of Afghanistan, Russia, and, and, uh, Britain in 19th century. Um, just a lot of ambushing and switching loyalties and all sorts of stuff. It's in the PAX series that I, I really like. And so all of these games, just while you're playing them, being able to appreciate the, the card art and the, the quality of, of the pieces and everything. It's just a lot of fun. You know, I, I, I'm not usually a sucker for that. Like I always like to pretend or say that I care about the mechanics and I do like I, none of the, all three of those games are probably top 15 games for me. So I, that, that has to be a big part of it. It's not just the, the pieces. So I don't know. What did, what did you think of? I think it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, um, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, it feels like there should be like a thousand dollar version of the game where you right. know, the, 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 they hand hand stitch the the board onto right. onto fabric and give you silver coins and um, yeah it's it's pretty. I think it's it's just says a lot for you know what Cole's going for um, in terms of like what he wants the people who experience his games to feel about mm -hmm. his designs right like he's he just from the notes that he provides about designing the game to all the little touches, you can just tell that it's like just, uh, there's just so much love and care that has gone into it. Cause he not only designed the game, he did all the graphic design as well. So it's just absolutely blows my mind. And so that's, that's my choice to be Pex Premier, Root, um, and, and Inish. Um, did you get to see what some of the art looks like on Inish? I, uh, I have a very small picture on my phone. Oh, okay. That doesn't do it justice. Okay. So, <laughs> so there's other there's other ones, but those are my picks for for physical production. Okay. Your number two. My number two. So there is a scene near the end of, of course, the Last of Us game, <laughs> which is the only game I ever talk about. Um, but so there is a scene at the end of of Last of Us. The, um, where kind of the, the, you're, I think you're in a building, uh, and this is post apocalyptic, right? Um, and so there's, you're, you're kind of, I don't want to say chasing after, but you're, you're, you're following the, the pseudo daughter character in the game. And she's, she's expressing like, whoa, like, um, you know, her, her kind of feeling of awe. 
And um, if I'm remembering it right, I'm probably not remembering it right. Um, but basically, there's there's a herd of giraffes outside this building. So this 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 game is a very murdery game, right? There's a lot of of uh, very kind of visceral violence in the game, and it's it's really built around. But it's a game that that the heart of the game is these two's relationship, right? And so. As you kind of come out and you're 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 walking through, you see the, these heads of this giraffe kind of moving through the windows. It's a very awe-inspiring moment where you you know you're um, you're in this situation where these these people they don't see like there's no zoos in the post-apocalyptic world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's just this herd of giraffes as you kind of come out onto this vista of these giraffes, and you know the giraffe comes in, you get to pat the giraffe. It's very it's a very impressive moment in a game. That's mostly about murdering people. So nice, nice. Number one, number one. This this actually is number one, and this is this whole category of just epic scale. I mean, this is almost like one A, one B, one C. I mean, all, <laughs> in all of these games, your number one is Epic Games. No, nah, so <laughs> not Epic Games. These games like truly transport you to another place, like. I think all, the the thing that I tried to find in all of the things that we've talked about are are games that hide the spreadsheet, hide the gears mm-hmm. of it being a game, mm-hmm. in in and let you enjoy the the you know the pieces or the graphics or whatever, and in in that experience is what you feel foremost, rather than like you know the gears of the design, right? Um, I do not think I can make this list without mentioning Skyrim, really any Elder Scrolls, but but Skyrim and Zelda Breath of the Wild, right? I mean, because in both of those games, you look at the Overland map and you're like, when you start and you're like, I'm this little speck mm-hmm. and there's all this place to go and I'm going to get to go there, <laughs> right? That is awesome. It's, it's absolutely awesome. Like, you know, I remember like seeing the map in Skyrim, I'm like, I can't believe that there's eight more cities like that's <laughs> that's crazy right or in or in zelda breath of the Wild, you're like i mean there's still so much so much more and the fact that they have that world map that just teases you of how much more stuff is is out there right and so kind of related to this not quite the same would be like any of the civ games where it's like you just start as the spec on the map and it's and it's you know, you start off with your settler and your warrior, and you're going to end up with, you know, mechanized hydro plants and whatever <laughs> else, you know, God knows how many hours later into that game. So all of those games, like, truly transport me to where I feel like I'm, I'm there and I'm immersed. And, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're non-digestible games. To, to, to me. So I, I think they're, they're truly awesome, um, wonderful experiences. And it's, it's hard, you know, to differentiate between something like Zelda Breath of the Wild and, and Skyrim because they have, they're totally different aesthetics, but they're, they're both like giving you that thing of like, you can go anywhere and be anyone. And, and that's, that's really, really cool to me. I so want to play Breath of the Wild, but I don't want to buy a Switch. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to play. I want to play. Uh, what was the other game? Uh, Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds. And I don't want to buy an Xbox. Yeah. So my number one is is pretty much Subnautica. Um, yeah. Because the 
like the experience of that game. Is, I wasn't sure if Subnautica or No Man's Sky would have been your number one. No, No Man's Sky is not Subnautica. Like the, the procedural generation is impressive from a technical point of view, uh-huh. but like Subnautica is such a better game. Like okay. it's it's um like I think the nerds in us appreciate uh-huh. the 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 um like what things like um No Man's Sky and what was the genetic game? Oh, there was a game a while ago that was supposed to be amazing and never and, and no one thought it was amazing and it was about like breeding animals and spore? Spore, yeah. Okay. Um like I think people like us are impressed by that and we have kind of a certain level of awe like that it works like um sure. But but so, the experience of Subnautica is just a constant feeling of awe like that's yeah. the experience of the game. I, I put spore in that category with the fable games of like promises not kept <laughs> you know like like if fable had been what fable could have been yeah uh, i mean they, they were fun games but they were they were over promised right but anyway, well so, so it was, i didn't play spore but i gathered it was kind of over-promised. yeah and so a lot of people were down on no man's sky for lots of reasons initially but it's a pretty amazing didn't they improve it they they keep releasing patches so okay. a while ago we talked about it and we were like oh isn't there a new version yeah and it's really like they named the patch releases right okay. um and they just constantly are improving the game or adding to the game. I don't, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe some people don't think they're improving. The do you game. think Do you think but, Subnautica is hitting the same notes that I'm talking about with Zelda and Skyrim, or is it different? I think it's a little of both. Like it's not infinitely large. There's a really specific. Uh, well, neither of those are of infinitely space. large. They just feel infinitely yeah, large. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is, and it's it's to a certain extent, it's three dimensional, right? So like a. a certain things about the game you're trying to get deeper right to go yeah. to view different parts of the game or go under essentially underground caverns underground and that sort of thing but a lot of it is there's a hole over there mm-hmm. <laughs> i wonder what's in the hole uh or you know the there's no there's a, effectively no weaponry for you mm-hmm. in, in the game and when those critters are going to come eat you and crush the thing that you spent 12 hours trying to build <laughs> There's definitely a sense of awe when these Leviathan are, are, are there. Um, so there's, there's the, just the technical impressiveness of like, this is a, effectively a hand built, uh, bunch of environments, right. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of mind blowing how, how good they are at, at one level. But then there's just the, exp- the reason why you play that game other than to have the Lego experience of, of building, you know, your bases, mm-hmm. um, is for that experience of all, like what's over there, what's, um, you know, just wow, kind of over and over and over again. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Games make you go, yeah, yeah. go wow. So I, I, we did not mention, there's there's one, I think just whatever, 800-pound elephant, 600-pound gorilla, whatever the the stupid saying is. There's one game that, you know, that we've generationally missed out on, you mm. and I. Do you know what it is? Don't say... No, go okay, for it. Okay, so I think there's one game that... If you asked anyone under the age of probably 18, right, they would, and you said, what game makes you go, wow, they would say Minecraft. And I think that, that you know, some of the games that we talked about are certainly inspired by Minecraft. Like, I, I, I would have to think something like Subnautica is in some way inspired by what, yeah, my, what I mean, Minecraft you, you does. You build things, so... 
Right, but, but Minecraft is a seminal game in the way that Portal's a seminal game. Right. Right. It's it, it's like it's it's one of these things where it's generationally defining where like, you know, kids dress up for Halloween as Minecraft yeah. things, right? Yeah. I mean, it's uh it's a huge, huge thing and and you have anywhere from you know, uh just kids dorking around building little things to people building computers within the game mm-hmm. out of blocks and mm-hmm. and such. I mean it it's it's pretty incredible. It's not a game that I've ever really engaged with because I feel like I've said it my kids have a lot. And I mean they still do. They're not like they're too old to be like Minecraft junkies, but I mean they'll still like even on this vacation, they'll like just fire it up on their Kindle fires and you know, do whatever and be like, ah, and they say, and it's like a, it's like a currency among, among youth in, in some way, right. Of, of knowing Minecraft in the way that, I guess what I'm saying is I feel like kids will talk about Minecraft in 20 years, the way that we think about like our Saturday morning cartoons. Right. Right. It's cultural. It's a cultural thing that, right. that you and I are too old to really have been immersed in. Yeah, I, I, I tried briefly. Um, and it just doesn't, it doesn't, I don't really know. I hardly know anyone my age who Minecraft no. appealed to because it yeah, appealed to yeah. their kids. Yeah. They see it as a kid thing. No, I mean, there's, I, I mean, I think there's probably, there's so many more things that maybe affect people that aren't like us, right? Yeah. Or aren't of our generation um, that we're not listening. But um, I just wanted to mention that because yeah. I felt like, like that's, that a, would, that's a big that's a big one i just felt like that's a huge thing that when you think of you know games that are like wow like you could just show somebody something someone created in minecraft yeah they're like wow well i <laughs> mean we there, there are definitely things like i do you remember when you first saw either uh doom or or uh wolfenstein 3d or yeah. like that was when i first saw was, quake I, my, my mind was blown yeah, because yeah. i played castle wolfenstein and it was 2d castle yeah. one and two in you know like the mid early 80s right and you walk around there's like oh, when I first played 400 pixels or when something i first played halo just yeah. the smoothness of the game yeah. floored me yeah. i i couldn't believe um and that game captured my imagination for years yeah you know the various iterations of halo halo 2 3 i mean i it was like it was effectively a lifestyle game for me. I mean, it's only recently for, for me where I can um, have a podcast and talk about a variety of games <laughs> that I play. That aren't just Halo. No, I'm saying like I was a lifestyle player of World of Warcraft, of uh, Magic the Gathering, okay. of Halo. Like I, I was basically always a one game at a time person. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I play and I play it to death. Right. And now I don't do that. Now I, I, I'm all into like, you know, I mix everything into the salad and I play all the, I need a little bit of this, a little bit of that, all that variety and novelty. Um, and that's fun to me now. Like, it's kind of like my, you know, that, that's what I like. And I don't do anything that's like a lifestyle, um, game. So, but, but Halo was definitely one of those where it was like, oh, what am I doing on a Tuesday night? Oh, I'm, logging in and playing with the 10 guys I know online and we're going to, you know, play Gab to the flag or whatever. Um, and, and that's what I did, or that's what I did in, in MMOs. So, yeah, I feel like that was the bowling league of a certain generation though. Like, I, sure. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, 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 it's what, it's how people kind of got together sort of right. Like virtually for, uh, yeah. no, absolutely. I mean, we had like our own forum, like, you know, pre slack or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, you know, you would, BS about whatever the politics of the day or argue or, you know, you'd have discussions and then you'd, 
you'd go play a game. It was all good. Like, it was, you know what I mean? It was like, that's just, that was, um, it was like arguing about sports. Right. Um, so that was, that was a ton of fun. I just don't do those, that style anymore. Cause if I did a podcast back then, it would have just been about, well, let's, let's talk about this game. <laughs> let's talk about Halo strategy. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and how much I suck at it. So, <laughs> so there, there you go. Have you have you played much? Have you played more Gloomhaven lately? Ah, uh, we played yesterday and cool. we got our butts kicked. How many scenarios in are you? Like five, okay, something like that. We I think we've done four or five. Cool. I think five scenarios, um, and had to redo a couple. Uh, this last one, we it's uh, uh, kind of one of those scenarios where like your your bonus from the other is that you get this other. Yep. Scenario. Yep. And uh, we went and tried it, and it was it was not. We were not going to get through it. Yeah. We were, um, it it felt like structured, like you need more than two people. Um, really? Yeah. I, I'm sure that's not. Well, like really I told true. you, we had one. We didn't beat it till the fifth time. Yeah. And it was just a matter of leveling up and kind of having the right items and well, yeah, and figuring I, out a better strategy. This is this is um, uh, I won't get the name of it right, but it's like the the arcane library or something. And uh-huh. and and there's a there's a there's some critters outside, and there's a big boss on the inside. And in between the two, there's a room full of like traps and water and whatever. And so uh-huh. you have to burn like nine trillion cards to get across it. But, uh, but yeah, so we well, maybe played, you just don't have the right character types. To, we we fit we, for we, it, right? we probably like, don't have the right character types, and we definitely don't have the right, right. equipment right. for it. Yeah. So, um, but we're still having fun with it. I I'm got glad. a bunch of. I got a bunch of random Gloomhaven things for my birthday that will enhance <laughs> the playing. Wait, experience. you got more than what you showed yeah, me? Yeah, no, oh, I just God. showed you one thing. <laughs> there, I got there's 3D printed stuff. There's oh, you know, I can't wait to see more. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. So that's um, great. We are now Gloomhaven professional. We're bad at the game. It's like when your mom but, tells your grandma that Jason's really into this, <laughs> and then your grandma's like, "Oh, I'm gonna buy him all these things for true. his birthday." That's true. <laughs> it's true. But but these are things we use. Like they're 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 better than the random Care Bears or whatever. You're... So speaking of other, uh, uh, yeah, uh, 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 what would you call it? Accompanying game nerdery. I think I think I'm gonna try to build. Uh, foam core game organizers. Yeah. yeah, for yourself. For myself. Yeah, to be, to be clear, well, well, you're not starting a business. Not starting a business. No, but I like I like building things. I like yeah. I like sort of projects like that. And I think it's kind of a, you know, I'll follow some people's plans. But for me, I think what will be fun will be to design my own right plan of like, oh, how do I want to do this? And I think that'll be. So you got the like, what is it the, the hot coat hangers that you use to cut that? Like, how do you how do you? Oh no, you just utility knife and uh, and it's okay. like. Five millimeter foam core oh, okay. stuff, and I watched a couple of videos just to kind of just see some of the tricks of like you know, like what's the best like using dressmaker pins to to like hold <laughs> it while it glues, you know, stuff like that. Just little yeah. little tricks, yeah. um, you know. Don't cut your fingers off. Don't cut your fingers off. Don't glue them to the foam core. But the whole idea is <laughs> is um, for certain games, right? It's like you open the box and there's eight thousand baggies of stuff. Yeah. Right, I'm not interested in paying somebody a ton of money to or to buy a laser cutter. I mean, those things cost thousands of dollars. But I think it would be great for some games where it'd be like, oh, okay, I just bring this out, and it's like you were like with your mm-hmm. Gloomhaven organizer, you just bring it out, and it's like there you go. You don't have to pour things out of baggies and put them back in, and and so. Like I said, I think it'd be fun to kind of build some of those. So. I do love my Gloomhaven organizer. I know it's you do. Pretty crazy. <laughs> so we'll see, and uh, I'll do that. 
play some Outer Wilds, hope to get to, and oh yeah, we were going to talk about the Euro Challenge this time. We'll talk about that next yeah. time. So we didn't make any progress on it really since uh, last time anyway. So how, cl- how close are you to accomplishing the <laughs> challenge? <laughs> not. Not, okay. not close. How's that? Good answer. Good yeah. answer. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about that next time. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We are context-free. Uh, tell a friend about the show and hope to see you next time. Peace. Our theme music is Chocolate and Cocaine by Lorenzo's Music. Check out Lorenzo's Music at lorenzosmusic.com. Context Free is a, is a contrarian content production. Uh, find out more along with our various detailed, wonderful show notes that contain lots of links about pretty much everything we discuss at contextfree.fm. Thanks.